everybody, and thank you all for tuning in. Man, we have had a great month so far of October. So many people have been there for us um, since the day that we first started the podcast on August the 30th, and it has been taken off like no other because of you, your help, your sharing, the positive words that you have put towards the podcast. Thank you. Um, Thank you all for listening each week. Every time that you all listen, you're saving somebody. Um, You're even saving yourself. So give yourself a pat on the back. um, And you should be able to appreciate yourself more um, than you have ever appreciated yourself because you're not the same person as you were when you first started the podcast. I'm not even the same person. Um, I actually feel great. I'm not perfect, but I feel great. Um, I don't have it all together, but I feel great. Um, I'm learning, I'm growing, and I'm actually able to say that um, I've matured so much that I'm bettering myself for so many reasons. And um, I just give myself you know, a pat on the back because it's not easy um, dealing with the, the circumstances and things that we all probably deal with, but we getting through it. And that's the blessing. Um, so you all know how I like to start, you know, just being able to release, um, being able to let go. We're going to start there. <laughs> so uh, if you're driving, I always like to say, you know, just take a deep breath. Put on, put on a comfortable feeling. You know, don't feel so tense. Just feel comfortable. Relax. Um, this podcast is to help you um, from a long day at work or if you have personal things. Um, you have a lot on your mind. We have a whole different outlook for today. Um, we're going to be speaking with the uh, author of The Brown Gals. And um, I'm excited to talk to her because um, as a parent, um, you know, we all deal with certain things. Even if you're not a parent, you deal with your personal. But if you have kids, this is the opportunity for you to look into the book as well. It's called The Brown Gals. Um, It's a great opportunity for you to know the the creator because she's going to give us a lot of information to find ways to better ourselves as parents, what we can do by reading to them, talking to our kids, um, just a lot of things. So um, it's a lot of people who need this type of um, conversation. It's hard sometimes. I know it's back to school. So, you know, if you're at home and you have your kids, you know, grab your kid. Um, Let them listen to the podcast because we're going to be talking about parenting. We're going to be talking about um, better, um, better parenting. You know, what we can do to be better parents, should I say. Um, The kids, what they can do to listen to the parents, how they can be more motivated to read. So it's a great opportunity if you want to grab your food, if you want to just sit back and just enjoy the, the scenery of things. Um, I always want to start with a breathing technique because it's a lot to take in nowadays. And I just want you all just to feel comfortable. 
So at this time, in this moment, just take a deep breath. And just hold it in. Now just let it out. Deep breath, hold it in. And now you can let it out. Now, as always, I want to start with a moment of silence for those that we lost. Um, it's breast cancer month. So if you're a survivor, if you lost someone doing breast cancer, um, if you're going through anxiety, depression, if anything that you're dealing with or going through um, and you just need to just release as I just ask guys, um, as always, to just reach into your system and your body and your mind and just renew you. Um, just be free, just release. Um, a lot of people don't talk to people. So if you want to just take the opportunity to talk to him, um, do that. Uh, I am going to just, as always, I always say the, the Lord's Prayer. So silently, but I say it for you all. Um, so I'm just going to do that at this time. And as, um, as I said, grab your kids. If you're driving, you know, just sit back and just relax and just take this moment and just um, spend a moment with God. Amen. All right. So today, as I said, it's going to be very different. We're going to be talking to the author of The Brown Girls. Um, I met her um, at the City Fest 757. And um, very, very nice. Um, have a bubbly, outgoing spirit. And was just, you know, just going into details about how her adventure started you know, and a lot of women nowadays are so talented that you don't take your talent to another level. So she considered herself a strong, talented Black woman. And being a strong woman, period, a strong Black woman, we get a lot of heat. You know, um, we're not perfect. I'm not saying that we're the only ones that get heat. I know other people do, but Speaking of ways to get out here, starting your own business, doing your own thing, it's not easy, but it's how you make it. And she said, you know, I wanted to do this on my own. She's a mom, you know what I'm saying? She takes her motherhood to a whole different level, you know, a whole different path. And she wants to be able to help people overcome the things that we have been talking about. Um, being able to overcome depression, overcome anxiety. You know, you have to really have a positive mental, physical outlook of positivity in your life to really make things less stressful for yourself. And I feel that once she... Um, you know, tap in. We're going to get all into it, but just speaking out to the moms. Um, as I said, this is October. I'm doing this month from for women, um, and November will be men's month. I have a lot for the men, but just speaking openly right now, just to the women. What could you say 
has been the hardest thing as being a parent. What, what could it, what could be the hardest thing with you being a parent? You know, some people say they can't have control of the child. Um, some people say it's frustrating. Some people say um, it's it's the job, or some people say you know it's it's not enough time. You know, it's a lot of reasons why people and parents um, you know are frustrated and this is the opportunity that we all going to get a chance to learn what we can do to be better parents, what we can do to learn with our child, be with our child, engage more with our child. So that way you won't feel like you can go out and you can do something, you know, you you don't have to feel like you can't um, make ways because of this, or you can't do that. You can, you just have to be able to really tell yourself, you know, I have time, I have, um, you know, I do this with my child. I do that with my child, but also look at it as an opportunity to just release from a long day. You know what I'm saying? Just take time to yourself but and just take time with your child, but in a different way. Read to them. Watch TV with them and learn with them. You know what I'm saying? Don't feel like you're so frustrated that you have a book to try to tell you what to do. This isn't a manual. You can't. I've, I was always told this from my parents. There is no book into being a parent. You just have to learn from experience of what you feel. But don't be so frustrated with yourself if something doesn't happen the way that you want it to. And that's something that I feel with people who have been, you know, battling depression and battling anxiety. We're so frustrated with ourselves, we can't even give ourselves the time or the opportunity to really give ourselves the applause that we need because we're so worried about everything else. Like my situation and not birthing a child, but being there for kids is is even hard. You know, because you have to think mentally, that's not your biological push out physically blood child, but you love the child. So my battle of depression comes from not being able to see my son, you know? And it was a hard step to overcome because I couldn't grasp myself to get myself in trouble or have him see the outlook of things. So as I continue to reach out and continue to reach out and there's no response, it's like, I have a decision to make. And this is for people who are taking care of other people's kids too, you know? You you have to really mentally be stable if anything come about, if the parent takes the child because mentally you're unstable because your, ment- your, your mind is on the kid but their mind is on themselves. 
So within me being in my child's life from birth to 10 years old and having to battle with that mind frame of depression because I can't hear from him, I couldn't reach out and talk to him. I had to really calm myself down. You see what I'm saying? You have other people who will really take action. You'll have people who will be disturbing, but you also have to think about the child because you don't want to lose or having your mind for them forgot about you. So you have to pin something in your heart, which is prayer. Because if you don't allow your mind to seek that prayer, you're going to be all over the place. But me, I cried and cried and cried for months. You know what I'm saying? But I have a daughter. And I couldn't allow my daughter to have her feel like she's not, you know what I'm saying, a part of my life. So I make sure that my daughter is loved. You know what I'm saying? I make sure my daughter is taken care of in so many ways that she don't ever have to feel like she's not loved, but she's not appreciated. You know what I'm saying? And the more I talk to her, I make sure that she understands that she has two moms, but she has two parents who care about her and who love her. So being able to be a single mom, being able to be a mother or, or a father, being able to be a, a single parent, a single dad, there are still ways that you can connect and have an opportunity with, with that child. So don't think that just because you're not able to be there all the time or you feel like that you want a connection with the child, but it's the parent, I really want you just to really just pray and just don't beat yourself up if the parent takes the child. Just have to make sure that your mind is physically on earth and not other places that's going to allow your mind to relapse. That's the whole point of this podcast. I don't want you to have a relapse. I don't want you to hurt yourself. I want you to get help. And that's why I reach out to certain guests and certain people who experience things or who talks about um, these type of, you know, real conversations because they have put something into it. So, you know, last week we had someone who did shirts. The time before that, we had someone who did tattoos. Now we have someone who's, who's doing a book. You know, this is a book on the things that we're touching bases on. And she, you know, expressed herself to me like, this is, this is something that she wants to talk about because she's writing about this. And there's kids who are going through things like this. So she speaks on from being a single mom, battling depression, anxiety, um, being hopeless, romantic, trying to balance working home. These are all the things that my, in my personal life I'm dealing with. So as my listeners, I'm sure that you are dealing with the same thing. So before we tap in, I just want her to introduce herself. Um, I, I know she's here. Let me make sure. Hello. Can you hear me? Hello. Hello. <laughs> Let me see. Let me see. I am here. Yeah, she is here. <laughs> How are you doing? I'm 
I'm doing fine. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. I'm listening to some of the things you were saying just now. And like I said, I can definitely relate. And it's we're going to need this. (laughs) So thankful for this platform you created. And I'm so excited and blessed that you decided to reach out to me and have me speak a few words to your listeners. So thank you. <laughs> Man, thank you. We we all are just, you know, going through things. We're overcoming. Um, September, it was a tough month for us. So when I ran into you at the City Fest, it was just like, hey, tell me about yourself type. And it was just the things that we were just speaking on. And I'm like, yo, I need to talk to her. I don't I need I need her on my podcast because <laughs> for one, it was your spirit. You see what I'm saying? And it was just like mm. it's so humble. And that's what I was speaking at the beginning of the podcast. Like it was just it was just a natural effect. Like, hey, listen, I need you to to speak to not just me, but my listeners, because you have so many people out here who are hurting or who's scared to talk about these things. And what you have in the book, we have people who wants to read more, who don't want to get on social media. With all of this going on, I had to mm. I had to invite you on the podcast. It was only right because, like I said, I have a child. With you speaking on single parenting, you know, her mom was a single parent. We're trying to get everything together within our household with the child. I know other people are with kids and, you know, school. So it was just you touching bases on those small things. And I didn't hear none of that within the time that I was out there because everybody has mm. so many different things going on. But this, this opportunity, but you even reaching out to me because I, I'm not going to lie. Like I have a list and I don't like hitting people up last minute. And I apologize. Um, Cause I was going to hit you up today, but like probably like in the noon mm-hmm. time, but when you hit me up. It was just like, man, mm-hmm. like, <laughs> I don't. I didn't want yeah. you to think I forgot about you. I have not forgot about anybody um, since I've been doing this. I've been staying on top of things, but it's hard for me sometimes at the beginning of the podcast because of the reason behind the podcast. And so um, it just takes me a little mm-hmm. time, sometimes, to really get myself together um, because someone that committed suicide that was really close to, I call my my bro. Suicide, and that's like the sixth, seventh person mm. who done that in my life. So I had to jump on a, I had to jump on something to just stop it. You know what I'm saying? I didn't know how I was gonna do it, and so it was just like her best friend came to me and was like, "Listen, you can do it. You just gotta just get a podcast." I'm like, "Yo, I've been thinking about it, but I don't like how I talk on the mm. podcast. I don't like how I talk at all because my tone, and I don't want to be." you know, feeling uncomfortable. It was like, man, forget all that. We need you. We need you out here. Forget all of that. And so it was just like, yeah, let's, just, let's just do it. So this is where it come from. But your background, um, b- before we go there, I want them to know who you are. <laughs> I'm sorry. We were talking about it. No, no. Like, no I, I know they, they all into it, but hold on, y'all. Hold on one sec. Go ahead. Tell them who you are first and tell them about yourself and then we're going to jump into the vibes. Okay. Well, my name is Michael Diane Brown 
and I consider myself an entrepreneur, a brown gal, and a creative. So those are the ABCs of me. I am a mother, a daughter, a strong black woman, originally from Montgomery, Alabama. Uh, came up here in the fall of 98, um, a military brat, <laughs> father's retired Air Force. So that's how I came to the 757 area and haven't um, lived anywhere else um, since then. But I have done some traveling and yeah, that's just a little bit about who I am. Um, yeah. I can dive more into that. <laughs> <laughs> that's, more into that. that's just a brief, brief synopsis of who I am as an individual. <laughs> um, yes, I've always been a creative individual, um, initially very, very shy, but I've always expressed myself through art. Art is like my first love, whether it be through music, drawing, writing, poetry, just blogging recently and now I'm happy to have self-published a book that I've been inspired to write because of my daughter. Um, so that's who I am. Well, first and foremost, thank you again for tuning in. It's nice to meet you. Um, it's going to be a nice podcast. I can, I, I can already tell. <laughs> Cause I mean, we gotta we gotta really get deep into some things, and you know, we already we got yeah. past the the medium part. That was September, you know, that was just like the opening. Now I'm just trying to get really into it because it's like I'm not trying to be the person to hold back because I know every everybody probably have questions. They they want to know things. They scared to ask, but this is what this this is what the platform is for, and. I've, I personally want to open okay. up within the start off just for what made you become an author, because I'm, I'm looking at the background of things and I can tell that you're very outspoken <laughs> about the topic of <laughs> pain. You want you want to end this pain so much that you are touching bases on look. If you're battling with depression, if you're a single mom, if you have anxiety, becoming a hopeless romantic, trying to balance work and home life, working on my, working on my mental and physical health, the list goes on and on. <laughs> That's the same thing what we talk about within this podcast. Therapeutic. Yes. Therapeutic is something that you, that, that you put into yes. this. You really put your real life out there what what made you become an author and say i just want to do this okay so let me backtrack um i've always been the type of person to want to try to be a perfectionist i kind of consider myself growing up being kind of jaded or living in a fantasy world and not necessarily wanting to deal with reality a lot of times and that's just not how things are I can say coming here to Virginia um, was definitely a reality check. Um, coming up here, dealing with my grandmother battling cancer, parents not necessarily on the best of terms, um, being very young and basically having a lot of 
pressure put on me, possibly some of it that I put on myself, but taking some words literal. Um, Cause when my, we first were stationed up here, my father was stationed here. He was not here. He actually was finishing up a tour over in Saudi Arabia. And one thing that stuck out to me was he was like, basically just make sure that you stay strong and take care of your mother and your sister. Now I'm 11 years old. So I took it to heart. I really took it to heart and tried not to really show my emotions physically um, staying quiet, feeling like I really couldn't express myself or have a voice. So writing <laughs> was what I took to that I felt like I could really express myself and not necessarily feel judged and I could just be free, mm-hmm. whether it was for poetry, short stories. Um, I remember there was a time we had to do the writing um, composition in fifth grade and my parents, they had... um gotten a phone call from the teacher because they were a little concerned about some of the things that I put in the writing and they wanted to make sure everything was okay at home. But it was so detailed and articulated very well. The teacher was, um, she was just making sure we were okay and that um, I was very talented and I needed to showcase certain things. And then also through my artwork, um, I used to draw all the time. So that was another way of my escape to kind of get my emotions out without actually telling people how I'm feeling. And um, some of my artwork at a young age, I felt empowered to share stuff with the world, basically, um, by drawing in class and teachers coming by the desk and they're like, okay, she's actually pretty good. So let's encourage her to maybe put her drawings in a museum. So I was blessed to have that opportunity at a young age in middle school and elementary school here. Um, So a lot of good little stepping stones growing up in Hampton City school system here. And then I was also encouraged by a lot of my teachers in high school through my writing. And then I've gotten to spoken word because I like to read poetry and even reading just excerpts out of textbooks. Everyone would love to hear me read (laughs) and the teacher and other students would just love to hear me read. And I wanted to build on that and just share things and kind of step out of my comfort zone. But it took some years for me to fully come into my own and not be ashamed or afraid and really be my authentic self. And I owe it a lot to me becoming a mother now, for sure. Um, While I was pregnant, (laughs) getting back to the answer in your question, while I was pregnant. (laughs) I'm chilling. Hey, look, I'm I'm enjoying the vibe. (laughs) Okay. Uh, While I was pregnant, I had ordered a book from this um, African author, and it basically was a story about uh, feminism, Uh, but in a short, like a short excerpt that she, I can't pronounce the lady's name, um, but it was, it's a long African name. She um, wrote a story to her best friend's daughter. And at this time, I hadn't known if I was going to have a daughter or a son because I waited to have a gender reveal at my baby shower. So it was very, very last minute. And I was like, this is this is very nice. Basically, it was like a little short um, 
letter to her best friend's daughter and how she should basically be encouraged and empowered. And I was like, I want to do something like this for my legacy and do something different that nobody in my family has ever done before. And so whether I was going to have a son or a daughter, I was like, I'm going to write them something, write a story for them. So that's where the inspiration came. Then a month later, after reading that short book, um, found out I was having a little girl. (laughs) It was so excited. And I decided to name her August, uh, which means celebrated and honored. Um, I like the mindset of having like a unisex name, because even though most of the time people look at my name, the way it's spelled, they may pronounce Mm -hmm. it wrong. But it's pronounced it's pronounced Michael, and I feel like it can be a unisex name. Yeah, so. it's it look like Kale, and yeah, it's very unique. But I mean, mm-hmm. I I did I wouldn't know until you told me. Yeah, so I was like, I want my daughter, well, my child, to have a unisex name and a strong, strong name. So I like yeah, August is a is a dope name. Um yeah. actually if it was I'm not sure how it works within a podcast, but I ain't trying to have nothing blocked, but mm-hmm. I really like his music. Um mm-hmm. and I spoke on it, it's like, you know, his his outlook, his life, he's a Virgo. I'm a Virgo. We we are soft hearted, mm-hmm. oh. hopeless romantic people. And we love to the full extent. We love hard and we are mistaken to the max. And what hurt me is for him being an artist and with you speaking of a strong person, a strong name, not only is she going to recognize the fact that she can listen and look back at her name, but hear his music and his story. It's going to relate to everything that you're dealing with and what you was going through. Um, His song Testimony. I'm not sure if you ever heard testimony. Oh yeah. Um, that song is like the realest song from a male point of view that's overlooked because he's expressing himself. They called it whining. And no disrespect, I love this guy. Mm-hmm. Keith Sweat is something that you will consider, you know, someone as that whine sometimes. Whine. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> August is not doing that he's really expressing himself from the soul of what god gave him to release you see what i'm saying and i feel like that's the same thing with you god put you in this opportunity to release um so much because of what you were going through you didn't never know who's going through the same thing you are and with them reading your story in the background mm-hmm. it's going to help them you know so as far as the meaning behind yeah. You know your your book, the Brown Girls. You know, ex- explain that. Okay. Well, the book itself is um, titled "Do You Know Why You're Awesome, August?" and it's self-published by myself. And I had it illustrated and designed by FX and Color Studio. They're actually based out in India. Um, my Um, inspiration, of course, is my daughter, but I wanted to self-publish for many different reasons. So I decided to come up with a business name um, that I can basically create a platform for myself, me being born a brown, strong, resilient, um, 
creative type person that invokes strength and wisdom and basically be a blueprint for the future of my daughter or future cousins that my cousins currently have and just who knows where this would actually come from. But I wanted something to call my own, something that will highlight the essence of what I feel like a brown or brown gal or somebody that embodies brown vibes um, would want to follow. And so the name of the business is The Brown Gals. And it's basically a transcendent space um, for you to inspire, influence, and be creative. And that's highlighting my past, my current, present, what I'm going through, and then things that may or may not happen in the future through my artwork, through drawings, through my blog. I don't know if you got a chance to check out the blog on the Brown Gals website, yes, browngals.com. Yes, I did. Um, and I, so, I put it in the chat. So anyone that tap in, y'all copy that. Um, and I also want you to um, tell your website as well, so they can let so you, you can let everybody know on where they can go as well. Yeah, so the Brown Gals, so that's the T H E Brown B R O W N Gals G A L S dot com. That's my website. Um, that the whole process of creating the business, creating a vision, creating the website trying to self-publish. I know I may not have a whole lot of time to go into all those details, um, but it's, it's been a journey and it's on, it's been ongoing. (laughs) It's so ongoing. Um, But as far as the book is concerned, um, I would like to share um, the story with you. This is actually, if I sound a little nervous, it's because this is my first interview, official nah, interview. Yeah, so. It's okay. And before, <laughs> and facts, just so we can um, give you time to relax your nerves and everything, I'm going to do a brief intermission. Um, mm-hmm. This is my homie, Sunny. It's called Cry No More. And I'm actually starting to do this okay. today because um, I do want to give you time to relax, release, um, give other people time to, you know, look into your website, check it out. And um, when we come back from the song, you know, you can sit back, you can feel more comfortable. And then that way we can just go right into it. Like I said, there's no time frame. This is your personal podcast interview. Um, I have one up here for like four hours. Not saying we can be up here for four hours. It, it, it doesn't okay. matter. It's just I just want to let you know there's no time. Limit. Okay. Um, opportunities okay. like this doesn't come all the time and you're going to have to also come back and listen to it you can actually share this sometime in your class or just certain things like i said i can edit certain stuff for you um we can make it so that way you can use oh. this opportunity um because people need to understand when you do something like this when you're when you're creative i i wish somebody did something like this my homie said that last time uh shout out to my homie saying he's a rap artist and that was his first opportunity to speaking with me for years, like over 20 years. And he has a lot of people who mm. is interested into knowing more about him because nobody knew who he was. They heard about him, but they don't know him. They know that, you know, they heard about your story, but they don't know. Mm. You. you see what I'm saying? So this is just a better way for them to know who you are um, and just get yes. into what they need to do, how they can do it, what they can do with their kid. Um, you know, thank you for sharing your story type because if it wasn't for you, 
Um, it, and I want that for all all the people I part, you know, I, I interview within a podcast. But everybody have different stories, and it's October. You know, it's Women's Month, so it's purposely speaking for women. Um, it's also for single men and mm-hmm. uh, families that have kids. Um, this is for them too. So this is for everyone to actually get an opportunity to um, not just know who you are, but what you can share to help them overcome the things that you're speaking of. Um, so, yeah, so it's, it's, it gets deep like that because it has to feel that from my point of view, from what I'm going for. And that's for people who are really battling depression and suicide and anxiety. And they need to be happy, comfortable, go to some something and other things that can better them. Um, because I don't know who's listening every week that really be like, I need to find out what I can do today. I, I'm not feeling like myself. I need to read something. I need to listen to something. I need to build something. You know what I'm saying? I just don't know what to do, where, where to do it at. Like, this isn't just people in the U.S. These are people that's in Germany. Um, oh. These are people in other countries that are really listening and getting information because they're not sitting down on their butts anymore. They're now on the computer looking for something. They're not sitting in a robe anymore. They're now actually getting out the house. You see what I'm saying? I, I'm one of those people. I sat in the house so long, I lost myself. And if I never yeah. got a chance to go out there that day, being the first time out in who knows how long mm. to the city fest and being around all those people, I had to really recognize the fact that I'm not doing this for me. I'm doing this for her. You see what I'm saying? I'm getting a word out so people can know this is who this person is. I did this, but I should never did it. I didn't have the help. Now you all have the help. You see what I'm saying? This is this is just real life. So it's not I'm reading no script. You know what I'm saying? It's not. Um, I'm actually sitting in front of my computer and I'm just sitting here. You know, I got my drink. I got my my, uh, you know, my my wine, my food, I'm I, I'm just sitting here and I'm just speaking mm-hmm. openly because it's just that type of conversation, you know? So uh, that's just a little bit more background just in case other people didn't know what it was. Yes, this is how deep it yes. is. So you don't have, you can cry if you want to cry. You can laugh if you want to laugh, but we got past all that at the beginning. Right now, this is like the breakdown, you know what I'm saying? So more so of what they can do. Um, at the beginning of the podcast, I I do a, a moment of silence. Um, I also do a, a breathing exercise, like inhale, exhale. And I start talking about this is what we're going to do. This is who I'm bringing in. This is what we're going to release. And this is what we're going to learn. And then that's when you're teaching us what we're going to be doing and how we can learn from your book and your story um, to better, mm-hmm. yeah, just to better ourselves. And that goes for artists too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know if you know who Old Cakes are. Shout out to Old Cakes. Um, I actually got an interview with him. <laughs> yeah. And he, okay. Yeah, his, his cakes is like him. that. It's at Patrick Henry Mall. Um, mm-hmm. He started his own business. I love him to tell a story, but, you know, people be like, why are you, old? you know, why am I going to do a podcast for him? Well, because 
he started his business as a single parent. Well, not much as a single parent, but as a parent who wanted to be a guy to take over his family so his wife won't have to work. And he started it from scratch Mm. and he quit everything to start his business. You left everything behind to start your book, which is deep because you have to express your personal story. You feel me? So that's why it's, it's, it's very yes. um, conversational, but there's no time limit. So I don't, I don't want you to feel rushed. Okay. No doubt. No doubt. And you. shout out to Wisdom. <laughs> um, I brought her in for you as well. I want her to ask you some questions because she's experiencing the things that you're talking about. And she actually touched bases on her own personal experience okay. along with mine. So um, she's here and she's always been supportive. So thank you for tuning in. And happy belated birthday. But um <laughs> yeah, we about to hit the vibes though. We about to play my homie Sunny Cry No More to give y'all some time. So like I said, if you're driving and uh oh. y'all can turn this up if you're at home, y'all can just sit back and relax. And then we're gonna jump right back in the vibes, all right? All right. <laughs> Sunny, Sunny TMB, cry no more. 
That was really, really nice. Really nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this type of topic, you know what I'm saying? We don't, we don't want to do that. We don't want to cry. We want to be happy. We want to express ourselves and do things different. Um, I always said we got three months, but now we're going into two months into the new year. Um, and it's just time for a change, you know what I'm saying? So jumping back in the vibes with you, you know, being able to really get to know who you are and knowing the background of your books. I know sometimes you have to level things out, you know, when you start writing. When did you start writing? Like, what what made you say, I want to go ahead and start writing today and I want to put this book out? I think once I realized that even though we take our time on certain things, we don't necessarily know how much time we have left um, here in this world. Um, So right before the pandemic, I wrote the book, I would say like within less than an hour and my background being poetry, I wanted to play on that and have like a poetic conversation with my daughter um, on hypothetical questions that she may or may not ask in the future. Um, Giving a little background on why I say that is uh, me and her father in particular, we weren't necessarily on the best of terms um, during my pregnancy, but he's a good man. He's a good man. Um, And we both were just maybe not in the right space. I didn't necessarily want to bash him or bash anything about the situation. And I know sometimes kids, they may ask questions like when they go to school and around other kids, uh, why is mommy not with daddy? Or why don't you have a daddy and certain things like that. But I wanted her to always know and realize that she is awesome and to give her strength and the confidence that she will need in the future when those maybe tough conversations may come up. Um, And if she asks me certain things, be able to express it to her in a way that she'll understand without it being uh, in a negative connotation, so to speak. Yeah, because within my situation, um, it's like I had a son at the beginning of the stage of things and, you know, his dad passed. And so when I was with his mom, you know, at the time, uh, we had not really seen eye to eye within a certain time frame, but we always maintained a civil relationship for him. Um, It was times where Mm -hmm. it was very bad because we weren't seeing eye to eye and it was, you know, him being taken, him being taken. So it was kind of a lot to handle, you know what I'm saying? So when he was really taken, um, the first time he was taken, I was battling depression within that sense. And I was under 24 hour suicide watch. And it was because I was got I got called on. You know what I'm saying? It was yeah. it was because I was young and I really cared about him that I let myself go. 
And, you know, I had to get help. So within the time of help, it was because I really cared about him and I put a lot of time and energy. It wasn't because I was crazy. It was because I loved him. You see what I'm saying? So when it happened again, it was like the only thing I can do was really cry within months because I have to think now I got a child. I got another child. You see what I'm saying? I got a daughter. And so with me being in her life, you know, something similar, he's, mm-hmm. he didn't pass, but he's not around for, you know, a, a long time. And so it's like my responsibility is to be there for her. And so me talking to you about the whole outlook of like what what can be done in certain, you know, situations, you're like, oh, you should read to your child and you should do this. I'm like, all right, bet. Let, let me do more of that because I do do that. You know, my mom was a teacher. You see what I'm saying? So that's something that's natural to me yes. to make sure that my child is like good. What? You know what I'm saying? And that's something I made sure with him. Like I was there for him the time his mom was pregnant till he was 10. And so he's 13 now. Well, he's about to be 13 in November. Mm. And so I haven't seen him in like two and a half years. So to me, it's like, mm. Mm, I hope you don't think I forgot about him. You know what I'm saying? And they're like, nah, I know you're not. he didn't forget you. It's just, that's how I feel. And I don't want I don't want my daughter, if me and her mom go through that, you know, we deal with yeah. the same thing because it's gonna be another child that's gonna be in the same predicament. You see what I'm saying? So you're speaking on things that exactly. you're keeping open as far as in your book. You mentioned being a single parent, you know. How how have you felt within maintaining all this? And what type of advice could you give those who are dealing with circumstances like I and you and other single parents who can be in relationships, you know, but not physically have that mind from a child? Um, because it's hard, just like you said, with, with kids in school. You see what I'm saying? And I have to tell my daughter, like, hey, if the, the kids ask you, you have two parents that mm-hmm. love you. You know what I'm saying? It, you don't have to, well, do you have a mom and exactly. a dad? I have two parents that love me. Exactly. You see, yeah, it's, it's, it's that deep because you have now rules change within the same sex. I like going in the same, and I mean, different sex going in the, in, the, in different bathrooms or in the same bathrooms now. They have a choice. And I, I tell mm-hmm. her, like, if you see a, 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 a guy, that you feel that look like a, a girl, politely say hello, wash your hands and leave. You don't have to say nothing. You don't have to look at nobody up and down. And mm-hmm. you can meet them out in the hallway if that's your friend. And if you feel like your friend is being in a situation and you hear something, politely go tell the teacher. But you don't be mean with the other kids. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? <laughs> so as far as like just taking it back, you know, with all of the the parents who are dealing with these things and they want to have a relationship with the child, what advice could you give them openly so that way they can start working on things and feel more comfortable when they are around the child and when they're not around the child? I would say in order to feel comfortable and be the best version of yourself for the child 
Um, you may want to look within yourself first off and see how you may have wanted to things to be when you were a child and just the main objective is of course love so love yourself and you'll be able to love that child there's no rules there's no true handbook to being a parent um i wing it every day <laughs> every day between working my regular nine to five job because I'm not at the level where I can retire a regular nine to five. I'm not ashamed to do that. Uh, and then also putting in work towards my business and trying to be a good parent um, while co-parenting. And it's, it's a lot, but just the main objective is love. And if you know how to truly love yourself and work on yourself, just Take, take it one step at a time, day by day, to love that child and speak life into them. Um, I have mirrors on all of the doors in my room. And my daughter, she's two years old now. But since she was young, she saw me write little affirmations on the mirrors. And she's now like looking in the mirror herself telling herself little affirmations saying, I'm so happy. I'm beautiful. I'm, and she does that on her own now. Like, she'll, like I have a, one on the bathroom door. And when I open the bathroom door, she can see herself sitting on the toilet because I'm potty training too. So on top of all of this. And she'll just be sitting there while she's waiting to go and have a little conversation with herself. And like, it's kind of, it's funny and cute, but it's also very meaningful. Like, I feel like I'm doing a lot for her that I know I probably would have wanted a little more of as I was a child. So I'm just loving her the way that I wanted to be loved. Not saying that my parents didn't love me, um, not speaking bad on them, but they just parented me differently. And I'm just trying to give as much of myself, my authentic self and authentic love unconditional love to her so she can grow up to be a strong independent person and best version of herself I'm not trying to put pressure on her to be something that that I want her to be I want her to have her own mind I want her to be strong I don't want her to have to necessarily deal with some of the things that I may have dealt with through my teen years, young childhood, growing up and my adult years recently or in my 20s. I'm just turned 34. <laughs> so I'm getting a little up there, but um, I, I just don't say that because I'm 33 and I'll be 34 <laughs> next year and I'm ready for Shaq year. So don't do that. <laughs> now, you know, Shaq, you big and strong too. So I'm ready to go up there for, hey, look, what? It's Jesus you get right here. They told me, and I've been, I have been feeling like I've been, I have, I have never felt better. Even in the midst of me being the maddest that I can be, I have never felt so much better knowing that I can just pray things and just go into something else. Or go to an, if I have my food messed up or if there's bad service, I can go to another place. Why would I just keep getting upset? Why why am I giving these people my energy? You see what I'm saying? I I'm yeah. I'm ready for Shaq year. You see what I'm saying? It's it's just taking me mm -hmm. another step closer. 
for greatness. Yes. Like that. Hey, <laughs> that what? Hey, I don't I don't never I don't never let nobody make my age feel like I'm older than what I am. I'm proud I'm proud to be 30. You know what I'm saying? I I can get me more than <laughs> I ever thought in my life that I can ever go for. And there's no limit. You see what I'm saying? Like you can keep going as high as you can with your books. There's no yeah. limit. You can move it on to TV. I know. You're, you're 34. What? Come on, man. We still young, <laughs> man. And sometimes I don't even like, it's not necessarily that I forget how old I am. I just feel like mm-hmm. I'm kind of like at a, a state of peace or becoming into my own, like really becoming into my own and taking the steps to make moves towards my dreams. And it's kind of surreal, but I'm at a piece where I don't even mm-hmm. feel like I'm necessarily a particular age. Like I'm, I'm, I'm just here. If that, if that makes sense. <laughs> no, it does. It does. It does. Well, I do want to um, jump back into the vibes real quick and reference before we go into another song. Um, this is going to be from Taylor J. He's one of the recording artists that was on the podcast before. And this song is called Bless. And um, I like this song because okay. it really helps people overcome the things that we were just talking about. Um, feeling down on themselves, not feeling good. Um, you're talking about co-parenting. We're going to hop back into that uh, once we... Uh, come back from the um, song but it's just you touching bases on things like real life and it sounds like this the book and I'm, I'm going to get the book um i haven't had time personally but um i do want to also talk to you about it i've been doing raffles i've been doing a lot of things for people and people may not have the fun you know the finances or they may not have internet or whatever the case may be i know everybody like oh people got internet no it's hard nowadays you never know but (laughs) um i am going to be uh purchasing a book from her and i'm going to give it to one of my listeners and um i have four listeners who tap in every week and they have been listening every week so thank you y'all automatically in um Mike, Nate, uh, Sunny, and uh, Wisdom. And um, my sis, she just tapped in. What up, Courtney? Um, my supporters, everybody that has been tapping in, I appreciate y'all. But um, within those, they are like the guarantee automatically in because I want you all to get the opportunity to read this book. Um, if you can let them know your Instagram. And then uh, we're going to jump into the song and then we're going to come right back. Okay. All right. Well, you can follow my business Instagram at the.brown.gals. And then my author page is my name, Brown. And Michael is spelled M-A-I-K-E-L for those that may not be familiar with the spelling. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's go. Uh, 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 uh. 
head down. I was in debt. I used to complain, but I never hated. I knew that my time was coming. Nigga, I waited. Now I feel so blessed. I might spend the whole check. Money never was the key. Hating never was the key. Perseverance was the key. The top as near as it could be. One more step, I'ma have to use my wings. I got scared to set a lean. I got used to better things. My ex a bigger bitch, I had to get a better team. I used to count on my three and fives. Just trying to get rid of them by the night. They going for 40, my people can get them for 35. It was crunch time. Used to battle niggas in the lunch line for their lunch night. Nigga, lunch mine. They never wanna never give a shit. Now they want mine. about to jump back in the vibes so right. <laughs> um <laughs> yeah that was taylor J. I, I listened to that song every day before i went to work um at my old job and it just motivated me because a lot of people don't realize how blessed they are you know i look up in the mirror i see myself i walk outside i see the sun i have a house i have a job i have a car things that i didn't have mm. you know i'm blessed so I didn't have that before. You know what I'm saying? I lost. I was taken advantage of. I I was out here losing cars left and right. You know what I'm saying? Because I was being taken advantage of. So to have one, to maintain one, yeah. You know, and that's what yeah. other people need to realize. You're not depressed. We just we may just not have no money. You know what I'm saying? We may not have no food in the house. You, you just, you just got to get up and just get it. So... That's just what it is, you know. Um, I just feel like it's just a it's just a real life statement. You're blessed. Recognize it. Be happy. And let's just be able to really push ourselves each day, you know? Yeah. Well yeah, we about to jump into mm-hmm. uh I want you to 
explain um, every detail that you can of what you can motivate my listeners that want to be able to say, I want to be able to write a book, but they're scared. What could you help them? Like, what what words of encouragement could you give them to help them with their book? I would say, just just write write it out. Whether you share your words initially with somebody right away or not, just start writing. Free 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 flowing writing. We used to do that in school. I think like in middle school, teachers would have a just come in getting a class and just start writing whether it's rhyming about what your day is going through or just start writing and you'd be surprised of what kind of masterpiece or art piece that you'll create um it doesn't necessarily have to be put into a chapter book or anything right away a novel a memoir right away um, just start writing. I utilize old school pen and paper <laughs> a lot, <laughs> yeah. a lot. I feel like the pen and the paper right. is my thing, but I have started utilizing mm-hmm. the notes on my phone because, of course, when you got to start editing things, then you can easily mm-hmm. transfer stuff. But mm-hmm. um, if you're one of those people that just likes the way that a pen feels in your hand, um, write it out, make a web. Um, I know me personally, sometimes I overthink things a little bit. I, I'm, I like to plan stuff. So, so um, like the old school mm-hmm. web, when you have to write a paper for school, you can bring that out into your writing. Um, just write topics up. Um, another thing you may want to do if you don't necessarily have the words is um, look use Pinterest as for like inspiration. Create like an inspirational board for what you want to write about and different moods, different words that come up in your mind. Look at different pictures, look at different imagery. Um, Take a walk, take a moment, go to your favorite place and just sit and think and visualize what it is that you really want to say and how you can make this happen. You can have a million and one different note entries and then combine it into one book if you want or a poem or something Mm -hmm. a blog Mm -hmm. anything we write statuses all day on social media on facebook but i was like i have so much stuff to say on facebook why don't i just turn some of this (laughs) stuff into yeah i I don't have no facebook (laughs) yeah a lot of people do that i'm like they have a lot to say on facebook i'm like let me stop and just put my (laughs) thoughts into a book yeah so since we're talking about creativity, then um, I do want you to read a poem. Um, and if you want to tell us about the poem before you read it, I know you said it's a poem for adults. Um, in your upcoming book. Okay. Yes, this is actually a recent poem that I wrote called Can I Love You? Okay. All right. You ready? <laughs> I'm I'm ready. I'm all ears. I'm sitting back. All right. Time, patience, consistency, commitment, your present, this, and so much more through your actions and persistence. Going above and beyond without hesitation is your mission. 
providing nothing but the best for I and our beautiful princess. Not sure if you are aware of all the smiles that my heart casts every time you do the things that you do. Like hearing our daughters laugh in the midst of you being an awesome dad makes me cry. But trust me, I'm not feeling blue. Thank you. I'm actually overwhelmed with the idea of you just truly being you. Welcoming, kind, forgiving, and intentional about your moves. Yet, with all of this at the forefront of my relationship with you, I get nervous because I want to love you. Can I love you? I ask myself before presenting how I feel to you. Am I able to have access granted to your heart fully, given all that we have been through? Can I utter those three words aloud and will you believe them to be true? Can I be the one that you desire and not just because I have a child with you? Can I love you with all of my heart and share my entire world with you? And through your pursuit, I know the answers to these questions already and the ones that I haven't yet spoken yet. You create a special space and peace in my life that sweep away worries and regret. Can I love you? Again, with your permission, I can and will love you with my best. Can I love you? Yes, I will. And I will continue to cherish our love through every step. I love you. That was deep. <laughs> Thank you. I'm snapping my fingers. <laughs> <laughs> so is that something that you do like secondary or would you say that you put that first as far as you writing your poem or do you is it like 50 50 um i would say poetry is like my second love i put it on the back burner for quite some time but like i said with my book that i did publish and then my next book that i'm actually putting out for a more mature adult audience um I, I feel like I am kind of like a little quiet storm when it comes to my poetry. And I want to share different parts of me because, yes, I am a mother, but I'm also me. <laughs> and I don't feel like I necessarily have to have a filter or continue to have a filter on my creative spirit. So whether it's something mild or a little more extreme, romantic. I want to be able to express every part of who I am. And I think I do that best through my poetry and writing. Definitely poetry. (laughs) No, I feel you because it's like, for one, you got to have heart and you got to feel real confident to be in front of people to read anyway. Um, I felt mm-hmm. like that's something I had a problem with when I was younger. You know, I did not want to read in front of the class. So I was always clowning. Um, I knew she was going to tell me to sit down. And so when she read my paper, it's just like, why didn't you just go up there and just do this the right way? It's like, because it was too many people. You know, I'm shy. So what type of tips or motivation you can mm-hmm. give other people who are scared to read in front of people and can't really feel comfortable, you know, even speaking in I would say for them to initially just read out loud to themselves and you can even do this 
possibly in the mirror. If you have a mirror, um, look at yourself in the mirror and become a character. Like get like find a character. What are depending on what you're reading and how you want to portray that to the audience, illustrate this to the audience through the way that you're speaking. It's kind of like a acting job, quote unquote. You want to become a character. So you want to create your character and embody that character and have your words come through your mouth as that character. So you're kind of acting um, in a sense, because I get nervous all the time. I was just nervous reading my poem to you all just then. But you want to try to come into character and however that character needs to be portrayed, um, embody that and do it to the fullest, whether you have to practice a million times in the mirror by yourself or in your room, just do it. And when the time comes for you to have that opportunity to share, um, take a moment to just kind of block out faces and maybe take one object um, and stare at that object. It works better if you have stuff memorized. So if you can memorize what you're going to read um, or share, I would definitely say try to memorize and become like an actor to so you can verbally illustrate what you want to your audience to the best of your ability. And you'll be surprised you may not have a whole lot of people say that they could tell that you were nervous, but it does help when you try to become your piece of art as being like an actor. <laughs> no, I definitely agree. Um, I think that's a problem sometimes with a lot of people is stage fright. So with the tips mm-hmm. that you gave, it could definitely be helpful for a lot of people. Um, I know it can be helpful for me because like I said, I did have a problem with that, but um, I kind of overcame it when I worked at my other job, but it's nothing like speaking in front of people or reading. That's why sometimes I have, mm-hmm. you know, you have to have a script nowadays. Um, so it's, it's very great, yeah. great tips. Um, thank you for sharing that. Um, before you read your book, though, I do want to play a, uh, yeah, another well. song, give you some time to get everything together. Um and then once we come back, you can share your book okay. and let, let us know your story and everything. And then we're going to have a interview session with you. We have, I'm sure we have people who has a lot of, <laughs> hey, look, you touch base on a lot of things. All right. So we may have a couple of questions for you. So I'm just going to tap them in. So um, once, <laughs> once we do that, we're going to get you going. All right. Okay. okay.
That was my homie Mike J. Will get him. All right. Yeah. So now we about to hear your story. I'm excited to hear it. Whenever you're ready, um, tell us about it. All right. So the title of my book is Do You Know Why You're Awesome, August? Illustrated and designed by FX and Color Studio. And um, basically, it's a loving and poetic conversation that a mother has with her young daughter named August that plays on a brainstorming technique of the five W's and H questions to help her realize why she is awesome. Okay. All right. So I dedicate this book to my daughter since she inspired me to write this book. And August Diana, you inspire me to become the best version of myself. You're everything to me. I promise to continue to honor our family by building a legacy that will last for many years to come. I dedicate this book to you. Mommy loved you. <laughs> All right, let's get into this story. Do you know why you're awesome, August? It's a question that I ask you. I want you to know who you truly are and inspire things you might do. You might ask what the purpose is for learning something new. You'll gain confidence, dear, with each new skill, but remember to always follow through. Then you might ask when you'll be old enough to do things that grown-ups do. There's a place and time for everything. You can do anything you set your mind to. And then you may ask how it's possible to make sure that you stay happy. Just live out your dreams in full motion so your heart will smile and be happy. One day you might ask where your strength comes from and how you can stay strong. From the Lord, my dear, through faith, not fear, he will never steer you wrong. And if you are curious about who's responsible for creating this awesome little girl, I'll let you know that God made you so, just like a clam creates a pearl. Do you know why you are awesome, August? If not, let me tell you. You're a gift from above. He's beautiful, smart, and taught me how to love. And for that, I will always love you. Stay awesome. All right. Well, I like the story because I remember to stay <laughs> awesome. Um because of the the wristband. Do you know why you are awesome, wristband? Yeah. And I still have that. I actually still wear it. Um, every, I've been wearing it. I have like my Aww. church one. And then I have that one. Because I don't really wear a lot of jewelry. Um, so it's like, I feel like when mm -hmm. I look at it, it, it kind of reflect back to my life. Like, let me take a breather. Let me go back to my own podcast. You know, mm -hmm. yeah, I need a release. I need to relax real quick. Yes. I'm kind of hype. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? 
And it's like, I don't like getting that way. But it's sometimes it's just things that over, you know, it's overwhelming. So you have to really question yourself. Like, um, I believe uh, someone said, I think it was either Mr. Michael or one of my other friends. Um, mm-hmm. What would Jesus do? And you have to still reflect back. Remember when we used to have them, them bracelets, the, the shirts and all that? It, it's the same yeah. thing, like within your wristband. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you have to really think back into your life. And in order for you to do that, you have to be honest with yourself. Yeah. And you do got to be honest with your kids. So that was a good story to yeah. explain to kids. You know what I'm saying? Let, letting them know. Because I let my child know, you know, you God formed all of us. And he bought us all here. You know, mommy just created you. And, yeah. you know, it was just, okay. <laughs> all mm-hmm. right. Well, that's cool. Because um, <laughs> I don't know what to tell my friends. I'm like, well, what are your friends, what, what do y'all be talking about, <laughs> you know, in school? Because it's, it's just open conversation I want her to have. <laughs> I want her to trust me. You know what I'm saying? I want her to really... I don't want her to feel like she has to yeah. hide anything from me because I didn't do that with my parents, even if I wanted to. I can't lie to them. It's not because I was scared of them. Yeah. It was just because I wanted to know because I, I didn't know. You see what I'm saying? So when I was doing certain things, going certain places, like I'm yeah. like, yo, I can't go out here to the club, but I got to go with my friends to the party. You see what I'm saying? I can't really, I can't drink, but I'll be around y'all. Like that was me. It was, it was, and it was a respect thing. So just for you to be honest and open, do you feel that is something that's kind of hindering a lot of parents nowadays, as far as, you know, trying to be honest and open with a child that they're scared? I think it does because once your child grows up to of course definitely form their own opinions and have their own mindset of what they are going to do well some children are going to do whatever they want to do anyways but you want to try to establish that trust factor early on and it could be something as simple as um, telling a little white lie about the Easter Bunny or Santa Claus even if we do know that those are mythical creatures and characters but not being honest about them your children start to look at you kind of different it's like you tell me not to lie but you're doing the same thing so just being you don't have to go into all details about every single little thing but just being transparent i think they will respect and have more trustworthy trustworthiness with with the parents um, if the parents are honest and off, trying to be authentically themselves from the beginning, something simple, like I said, is the little mythical creatures, Tooth Fairy or whoever. Um, yeah, those things are nice little whatever, but just letting them know from jump, like, hey, that's it's a character. Even with cartoon characters, I remember I was traumatized when I found out Mickey Mouse wasn't real. <laughs> <laughs> as a young kid because I, I kept asking too many questions when we went to Disney World why is his mouth not moving he was just over there how did he change his clothes so fast and then my mom just let me have the truth and I couldn't handle the truth <laughs> I guess but I respected her 
after she finally did tell me. Um, and I can say that um, from both of my parents, I feel like my mother um, has been more transparent and more honest with me about things um, than my father has when I was growing up as a child. And I do feel like I probably see her in a more positive and respectful light more so because of that. And that was just because she was, she was honest, didn't sugarcoat anything. And I want to be like that and even more for my daughter. Cause like you said, I don't want her to feel like she can't come to me and feel like she has to hide things or feel like she has to lie about things. Yeah. See, and that's, that's something like, all right, I, I agree. It's just, I think I didn't find out, because, and I'm, a, I'm, a, I know it sounds crazy, but back then, <laughs> a lot of mm-hmm. things was like really supernature type. So, me and my, you know, my brother and I, we felt mm-hmm. like we, we was, we saw Santa up until we was probably like ten. Didn't really realize it. You yeah. see what I'm saying? And it was like, <laughs> yeah. it was a great childhood that. I love and, yeah. and 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 it was it's something that I love seeing my daughter, you know, facial expression is like she's five, you know, and that's something that her mom mm-hmm. and I had talked about, like when we going to tell because I didn't tell my son till he was like, well, we didn't tell him until he was like eight, seven, seven, eight. I didn't find out he kind of already knew, but he pretend he pretend for me. It was kind of cute. Yeah, but, <laughs> yeah. You know, most kids. Sorry, I love, love having a little moment. But it was, yeah, like it, I'm not knocking Santa at all because I um, <laughs> I'm not knocking Santa Claus at all, but I do want to let her know, like, yeah, Santa Claus is here. We're going to take pictures with Santa, but if she asks and when she gets a little bit older, because right now she doesn't. Really know. Oh yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> she might be kind of run away from Santa now. <laughs> but um, <laughs> he's a, he's a character. He's a character. Mm. So if I feel mm. like I put it in that perspective of him being a character, it won't necessarily be that traumatizing <laughs> to her. Because <laughs> right now, like her first Christmas, she didn't really know what was going on, took pictures with Santa. And shout out to my sister because she, I would say she, I call her, well, she gives herself the title as Auntie Bay, And Bay stands for best auntie ever. Like every holiday, to be Christmas, um, Thanksgiving, um, Easter, she goes all out. So she actually rented a suit and got different people that we knew to dress up <laughs> as Santa so she could have the experience, especially since my daughter is real young and was born during COVID times, can really um, go out places. So we've had a, a personal Santa Claus. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but she knows it's the character. Like last year, she wasn't too fond of Santa, but the year before that, she was okay. <laughs> yeah, I, but look, I feel you because I didn't, I didn't want to go nowhere. Yeah, I mean, I was, I was real safe in the house. You know, I had a lot of things to do here for all of us. We did a whole bunch in the backyard. We did s'mores. We went and you know did a lot with the grill. We did a lot on the inside. It was just comfortable because mm-hmm. I didn't want my daughter to get sick. And I'm very yeah. overprotective because, for one, she's a little girl. You know what I'm saying? And 
for me being a little girl, I can understand why mm-hmm. my dad was so protective over me. So it was like, nah, they don't have nothing to worry about with this, this, and this. I'm going to sleep in this class. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I won't, I won't really into the whole health thing. Yeah. Like, I'm good with all of that. But I know enough for my daughter to be comfortable because, you know, at these type of ages, it's time that we really have to stay on top of the kid. Yes. You see what I'm saying? That's just being real. Yeah, I purposely made sure I could have a job working from home. And I was blessed to have a job where Mm -hmm. I don't necessarily have to be on the phone because with a toddler, this. It's, it's, it's a little rough, but she's not in daycare just because I'm paranoid about COVID and germs, yeah, all that stuff. Is. And even though I get tired, because I, 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 I'm always doing something, but when she wakes up, I, I gotta do all of this while she's doing her thing. But we make it work every day, and it gets a little easier. The older she is getting, I know I still got some different chapters and roads to go through with her. Like right now, I'm trying to work and potty train at the same time. So <laughs> that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, it's really interesting, but I, um, I'm just, I feel comfortable and safer with knowing that she's around family here in the house. Mm-hmm. Nah, I feel you because I was the same way. Um, it actually was a sad feeling I had to let her go to school like that. You know what I'm saying? Because she was here with me within the mm-hmm. whole preschool year. And so when I had to take her to kindergarten, because it was like, oh, no, we're not doing virtual. I'm like, oh, I don't know about this. And so she like, oh, yeah, that didn't hurt. <laughs> and so when I picked Aww. her up, she like, oh, I was thinking about you in class today. Are you Okay. I'm like, yeah, I'm good now. Come on, let's go, girl. We're going to the house. Because <laughs> yeah. I'm like, yeah, I, that, I'm, I'm so used to being around her. And she know when I'm at the house, because I work from home, it's like, I'm either mm-hmm. I'm downstairs and she's upstairs with school, or she comes down here while I'm working and I'm not on the phone. Yeah. And she's laying down. You see what I'm saying? And I'm doing it from there, so... It was consistent. So I'm just starting to break into all of this. You see mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So this opportunity with me yeah. reading the book tour, um, other parents reading the book tour, and I mean, you know, to their kids, it's, it's just going to be able to paint a picture of inspiring them to do something like this when they grow up. Like, yeah. who wrote this, you know? Or the can you read me that book again, mommy, about mm-hmm. the girl? You know? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just... Little things like that is just yeah. important to kids because they, they pick on things. And if they catch on to something that's going to make them comfortable and wake up in the morning, like you said, your daughter do, it's, it's, it's going to make everyone's household different. You know, that's why I speak so much about within church. And even if you're not religious, to just find something comfortable. You see what I'm saying? Because I, I promise you, just mm-hmm. just to have a spark of just enjoyment and uh, leave this whole depression alone, we can think and fulfill our minds with something positive Mm -hmm. and be creative to put our minds to something like you did. You see what I'm saying? Now, as far as any books though, do you have any upcoming books or is is that like the main one that you're working on? Um, Well, the 
one that I've been promoting and it's been on December 5th will be a whole year since it's actually been officially published. Oh, um, congratulations. Okay. Thank you. And I've just been promoting the book. I'm selling the books exclusively hard copies on my website because I know a lot of people like Amazon and some people even at City Fest were asking, why is your book not on Amazon? And I'm like, well, there's a lot of different reasons. I won't get into all of them tonight. Oh, but, yeah, no doubt. But, um, <laughs> you good, you good. Hey, speak on yeah. what you want. That's your personal, you know what I'm saying? I don't, I, I, we kind of already know where you're probably going with. Yeah. But at the end of the day, you need your own copyrights and that's your own publishing. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, cause they, um, they do take a, they take a lot from me. Oh yeah, I know. Yeah. I know. Trust me. <laughs> I know where you're going with it because that's that's what they that's what they do. They want they mm-hmm. want what you have, but they don't want to give up what you deserve. And that's something that I was yeah. dealing with on within the last podcast we talked about. So you're basically just touching bases on something that we mm-hmm. talked about. When when one thing don't work out, mm-hmm. something else will. And I feel like exactly. you shouldn't you should publish the things that you want on your own by giving other people your offer. Mm-hmm. Um, I yeah. a- And I give away a lot of books too, <laughs> just because I want, it's not all necessarily about the money for me. Oh, no, nah, never <laughs> that. I, I it's about, it's about your, your hard work and creativity. That's, your, that's, yeah. that's you, you feel me? And just getting my name out there and the brand out mm-hmm. there and just, just trying to get it out there so I can build on that to do something better. But I will be having a couple of spinoff books mm-hmm. in regards to the awesome August series <laughs> that I'll be actually releasing next year. And then um, of course I'll have a book of poems um, and affirmations and things for the adults. I haven't decided on an official release date as of yet, but that will be coming. I will share with you all the name of the book will be called um, December Moons. And that one will be for the adults. Okay. So is that something that you, you're going for? You just want like a mixture of um, adult and kids books so that way they can have a Yes, pretty much. Cause I've, Mainly because the website, um, even though it's titled in my business is called The Brown Gals, um, I'm pretty much sharing a lot of me through that vision of the brand. And I don't want to necessarily be closed into one box since it's more of a creative brand, a creative space that I've created for me to show different parts of myself like just as simple as a couple weeks ago when Instagram and Facebook went down like everybody didn't really know what to do but of course if you go to thebrowngals.com because I own it and I paid a paid a bill to (laughs) keep it running and stuff um that's a platform that is not going to be taken away from me Mm. because a lot of people like your your podcast this is something that you have that's not necessarily going to be taken away from you. Like with these other social media platforms that people may be utilizing. Yes, I do. Well, (laughs) I do use them as well, but (laughs) but you know what I'm trying to say. (laughs) Yeah. It's something that's not necessarily going to be taken away from you when you have something that you can really call your own. 
you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm, I think my main thing is I want it to be something like that. I, I want it to be something I can call, you know, my own to where I can progress with it. But I want to push mm-hmm. it out to do more for y'all because other people need to hear this. Mm. Are, like, they, they don't know how in depth yeah. people's lives are. And I'm not the one to get in people's business. So I know people like, man, what is Kat talking about with these mm-hmm. people, man? She don't even talk to nobody for it. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> nah, I, I haven't. When you, when you in different circumstances and when you don't go out like you used to, when the, the pandemic allows you to be away from your own family, you don't have that time. So the mm-hmm. only thing I had time for was my daughter, my job, my relationship, and my immediate family, my parents. You see what I'm saying? So I'm telling you, that day when I went out to the City Fest, that yeah. was the most interaction I had with anyone. To allow me to be like, yo, I got everything I need. I'm in the mm-hmm. house now. I can call up, talk to people, you know, and let them know what's going on so we can get right into it. Because everybody's story had a personal meaning about what I'm what I'm really doing right now, man. And it's, it was just yeah. like, I didn't think it was this. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, it was it was very important. Um, to go around and touch bases and just, I, I was inspired. So I want other people to be inspired too. Um, now, as far as you stopped by the table too, yeah, I was just about to start packing up. Oh. <laughs> yeah, and I was like, okay, talk to them a little bit. So I was glad that you did stop by, and I did appreciate your spirit. Um, I didn't get any negative vibes from you at all when you came over to the table. I don't want it to be that way. (laughs) Questions. It was nothing negative about it. So that's why I was um, willing to do the podcast interview with you. And I decided to reach out to you. I was glad you emailed me the uh, recap of the city. Yeah. Because I'm I'm very good when it comes to communicating, like when it's time to do something. But like I said, when you reached out to me, it was was very mutual um, because I Mm -hmm. did not uh, I did not want it to be last minute, but I, I felt like it was. So everything happened um, on its own, and I'm glad it did because I don't I didn't want anybody to feel rushed. And uh, what you're saying, this is your first, you know, interview podcast. It it doesn't feel like it. Um, it just feel more so like we're just getting we're just getting a lot done. You know what I'm saying? We're we're very, we're curing something that. Other people needed issues with, right? We just jump right into it. So I appreciate your your patience, um, even allow me to be able to get all this done. Um, no doubt. Oh, thank um, you. Your story was, was great. Your poem was great. Um, I want you to be able to share with us as far as like who do you look up to as far as like an author? Do you have someone in your family that that motivated you? You have like a celebrity author or. Was it just something that you said, I wanted to just do this on my own? Well, I will say <laughs> that's my daughter in the background. Yeah, I don't read. <laughs> nah, she good. She said she wanted to talk in the podcast too. She'll get her song. she get a minute. Yeah, I will say. 
Okay. I hear you. <laughs> You'll get you. She want to say something. Let me... Say hello. Baby. <laughs> say hi. Hello. Now nah, she don't want to say it. Oh, uh, she's shy now. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh, um, you were asking about the if there was a particular author or somebody that I looked up to yeah. or was there a particular book that I liked. Um initially um, there's this book that was my favorite book as a child, and I still have the book. I got it in my hand right now. Um, it's titled I Can Do It Myself, and it's by Emily Pearl Kinsley, and it's illustrated by Richard Brown. He did a lot of children's book illustrations back in the day, and it's featuring the Jim Henson Sesame Street puppets. So this was, I think, the first book that I learned how to read. <laughs> for one and it definitely inspired and motivated me to try to do things myself even though I think I would consider myself a very shy child growing up um, I always was determined to try to do things myself Um, next I would definitely say my mother introduced me to doing poetry Uh, she used to write poems all the time and perform poetry um when I was like in middle school, she'd go out to different um, poetry clubs and perform with um, some places that the Fuzz Band were performing. I'm not sure if you're familiar with that with that particular band here in Virginia. No, what's the but, name um, of the band you said? The Fuzz Band. They've been out for a long they sound, time. They sound familiar. Um, mm-hmm. I know there was a another band, but I forgot the name of. Oh, um, Better by Tuesday. Mm, I think I heard of them too. Yeah, they they do too. I'm, I'm gonna check out the, the you said the fuzz band, right? Yes, fuzz F U Z Z the fuzz band. Yeah, but she used to always go out and perform, and just watching her be so creative and teaching me how to write different types of poetry. And um, some of my teachers, one of my my actually my ninth grade English teacher, really encouraged me to continue writing whether it was poems or short stories. Um, He definitely, he actually gave me the little nickname, The Quiet Storm, because I was so quiet in class, but I could really write (laughs) and write some things very, very well. And I was happy and excited that he actually purchased my first self-published book. He's not teaching anymore, but we kept in touch over the years. And I'm glad to call him family and his brother is an English teacher as well. Call him family as well. And just they've been very motivational and encouraging over the years through everything, not even necessarily through writing, just life, <laughs> different life journeys. That's what's up. I know it can be hard um, within circumstances like that because, for one, a lot of people don't communicate when it's time for people to express them, you know, themselves and tell their stories. Um, if you were able to mm-hmm. speak to listeners about something that you want to tell, you know, people who you come in contact with, or I don't really want to say fans, I'll say supporters. Um, if you can t- talk to your supporters and tell them one thing mm-hmm. to let them know about you to have them continue to just, 
support you and motivate um, one another out here, what what would you want to say to them? Like, what what could be something that can encourage them to continue to keep going for themselves and to? Um, one thing that um, I've noticed a lot of people touching bases on lately, and me actually um, talking about or struggling with is imposter syndrome. Um, just having anxiety, dealing with different things and um, maybe not feeling good enough or not skilled enough to actually do something, um, that there are actually benefits to some of the things that we feel that we may not necessarily be capable of. So you can use your um, different things as far as feeling like you're an imposter to your benefit to make you stronger. So not necessarily look at everything as a negative. Um, so that's one thing I would definitely say to look at look at the positive in everything and try to be as optimistic as you can. Um, when it I to, agree. I feel like it's hard. Um, sometimes when people go through things, you know, they shut down. And so that's why I I kind of tell them to stay off the whole social media thing, um, you know, stay away from people mm-hmm. for a little while, anything that that make them feel uncomfortable, um, because it's it's important that they have to have peace within themselves, you know. Um, have you yes. reached out to other authors, or have you had like listening table, you know, list, listening sessions or uh, table sessions within your book? I actually have. um, Last year, um, I was a part of a couple of Meet the Author um, sessions in September and October of last year. Before my book even came out, um, a young lady reached out to me because she actually is in charge of a book club for young girls. And I'm actually scheduled to meet and speak with the young girls this Wednesday, this upcoming Wednesday about um my journey and they um just give me one moment <laughs> august is going in <laughs> she is going in oh goodness but um she reached out to me on the whim just by following my page on instagram and she was kind of shocked that i actually was so receptive because i never had anybody reach out to me and i had literally just made my page and she had been following my post and she liked my energy through my posts and what i had been saying for a while and she um asked if i could speak to different authors so different authors children's authors romance novelists um self-published authors, authors that are a part of different publishing companies. We got together in a Zoom session and talked about our books, introduced ourselves, talked about upcoming things that we were working on and giving each other motivation. Um, So that's my first time actually meeting up with other authors virtually. Um, I have personally recently been trying to promote my book myself since it is self-published um, by reaching out and just offering people to, if they would want a copy of my book, I reached out to the Hampton Public Library 
and the librarian there, um, the main librarian, she was interested in the book and she made me get in contact with the children's librarian and they're now actually in the process of adding the book to their catalog. So if people don't have the funds necessarily to purchase the book, they want to go to the library in Hampton. It's going to be at that location, um, the Hampton Public Library off of Victoria Boulevard. So I'm definitely excited about that. Yeah, that's um, definitely dope. I've been going to that library since I was a kid. <laughs> I know, it's been around forever. So I'm happy to give back to my community that way. Um, I actually have been following um, someone on Instagram that was actually building a library and science center over in Ghana. And I had been following him for the longest and they finally finished building the library back in June of this year. And my book, two copies of my book are over in that library. And he was so thankful and the children were thankful to have books from black authors because that was the main thing to see if they can get as many black authors books that were donated to help establish their library over there so that was the first library my book has actually been in and reaching out to different people on instagram and schools um this past weekend i did my first read aloud actually reading my book out loud publicly because i haven't even read my book out loud on social media so this podcast is the second time i've actually read my book out loud to other people um reaching out to the um the kids and gave away some books and you no know, for one the, the kids they have a um books uh i think it's like um book camp or something like that now um for the after school mm-hmm. so they'll mm-hmm. be able to get in contact with you know in, in any type of any type of information that you have you have to put it on them books if you want contact with people, if you want other yeah. people to reach out, just all you have to do is just put your contact information. That can be the first thing that can help you as far as um, mainstreaming. You know what I'm saying? Being able to really get your name out because mm-hmm. a lot of people don't do social media. So just to put your email address on the back, yeah. the kids mm-hmm. will have an opportunity <laughs> to reach out for more. And you can get more approval or more information. Yeah. You can do ABC book, one, two, three books. You know, you never know what type of books that you can allow your mind to. Matter of fact, they have the caterpillar book. You can use that as a, a way that mm-hmm. you can do different shades. You see what I'm saying? If you if you have this mind frame of really trying to transition, that can be like some mm-hmm. type of help to help you, you know, with topic of discussions for your own personal. So that way you can have shades. Of color, you see, what I'm saying, yes. and you can express every shade, and you can express it in different forms. Mm-hmm. But you just have to also be creative because you already have it. You just have to just push yourself out there to do it now. You see, what I'm saying, yeah, it's yes. starting here, but right when it start here, it's gonna you go other places because it starts in the seven five yeah. seven. But you see how things take off. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And so I feel like if other um, authors and if other people are admired by your writing and influenced by it, then it shouldn't, it shouldn't take nothing. But it also takes support. 
So yeah. that's why I was asking as far as what would you say, you know, say to your listeners or your supporters, because they're going to do what you said. But we're going to also support you within, you know, quotes and stuff like that. It, it's the small things that can. It can cure somebody. You see what I'm saying? It, it can be the, the smallest thing. So mm-hmm. everything that you have opened up about is helpful, is it's going to motivate other people. So we definitely appreciate, you know, just yeah. the opportunity for you to even let us know it's going to be there because once you flip the back of the book or the front of the book and you get those emails, there's going to be so many emails coming in. You're going to be able to really see how many people you touch. You yes. see what I'm saying? And now as mm-hmm. far as you working on anything um, presently, um, you said that you have an upcoming book. Um, do you have anything taking place after this one? Or is this this main one right now is the one that you're trying to inspire people to um, read about? Um, as far as the awesome August one or the December moons? The December blues. The December moons. Um, that's just the only adult book that I'm going to be putting out. It's not going to come out this year, but it'll be next year. Um, but I'm really looking forward to this particular book because even though my current book is a children's book, I've had a lot of support from parents and adults. A lot of adults like the book. So I just want to also give something for the, like I said, mature readers as well. On top of a lot of people that have subscribed to my website, they have a chance to read some of my blog entries as well because I'm also blogging up there. And it's pretty soon. I know in my latest right. blog talking about um, what I'm expecting for the month of Queentober, <laughs> October, um, I'm going to try to share some of my mixed media artwork mm-hmm. and drawings on the site as well to give everybody a little taste of different things that I can do. Well, you, you've done a lot and you're doing a lot. Um, you have a lot of connections, especially being able to push yourself out there um, with different vendors um, to share your story. I know it's hard topics to talk about, um, especially with mm-hmm. people who are single parents who don't want to acknowledge themselves as single parents because, you know, they are playing both sides or they have someone who's helping or however the case may be. Um, and then you have the book topic yeah. as far as family, you know, being able to express where the child comes from. But if things will happen, you still have a loving family. Um, exactly. Overcoming depression, you know, within you speaking about how to handle it. Um, it's a hard topic to discuss and is yeah. it's hard for other people to discuss it. I don't understand it, but they look at it as like a disease, but it, mm-hmm. you see what I'm saying? It's really, it's, it's really a, a feeling. And yeah. If you're touching basis on being hopeless romantic, um, it's kind of all over the place within that because you have people who really feel like they're doing something, but then you have someone who feel like they're not doing enough. Uh, how, what what would you mm-hmm. feel, or how, how how can I say this? Um, what, what advice could you give for those who are battling 
Um, you know, like you have to you have to think about it. You have someone who's anything at all, but you have that you have that mind frame that you want to be able to continue to do. They don't want to do it, you know. How would you be able to um, address that to help them as well as myself, you know, overcome something? I'm sorry, the mic was going in and out. I didn't hear the last few sentences of the question. How would you acknowledge, you know, that feeling for someone to feel like they're giving their all, but they're not getting, you know, they're not getting the same thing back. You know, you have that that energy that you putting towards your child, you're putting to, toward your work, you're putting towards yourself. You see what I'm saying? You're, you're giving all of that. But when you turn around, mm-hmm. you feel like you don't have that same support. Um, I was looking at the the background of your blogs as far as you see it on Hopeless Romantic and um Mm-hmm. You know, being able to overcome things, and I feel like students, kids—that I was asking, how do you feel as far as the support system? Um, how how can you, or what advice could you give to those that are battling with that right now? Um, that way they can start working on it because it's still early in the school zone. You see what I'm saying? And with you being in the field of education and um, being able to, you know, be at home and you have your daughter, you have you have people who aren't able to do that, but they want to. Um, all of this are things that mm-hmm. are, you know, it's part of what your your book is about, what we're discussing, but it's hard for them to do that. You see what I'm saying? They, they're they're at home. They don't have a job because they have a child who's younger, but they don't have the opportunity to work. Um, these are our scary. T- these are scary topics, mm-hmm. but it's it's helpful um, because it needs to be heard. You feel me? It needs to be addressed, and I can talk about it. Yeah. But with you having it and you maintain it, and you're not upset, and you're so calm. What advice could you give them to help them overcome that part of, you know, their household or within their mind frame so they can be calm and, you know, not be so upset or feel like they can't do something? Mm. Well, I will say it may sound like I'm calm, but I have my moments and I have my days where I cry, I may scream, may not feel like like I have support um, but there's always someone that you can possibly turn to whether you personally know them or you don't personally know them doesn't necessarily have to always be family but trying to search for a tribe that's a that's the word a lot of people use now especially with being a single parent searching for your tribe people that you feel like can you can trust with certain information someone with your child in those times where you need 
help with trying to maintain a job, trying to find a job, um, looking for people that will point you in the right direction and provide certain resources that will help you be more marketable so you can land a job that will better help you and your family. Um, Because the current job, my nine to five that I have now is not something that I want to continuously always do, but it's a good stepping stone. And I've been blessed to do that just based off of some of the skills in my background um, of the different jobs I've had over the years and staying in touch with people from previous employers and going, um, reaching out to them for letters of reference or just even to see if they have openings. Um, This particular job that I have now, I used to work for them when I was pregnant. And then this is prior to COVID happening. I had my daughter was on leave for 13 weeks. And before um, my maternity leave was over with, I was emailing them back and my particular manager at the time asking if I could possibly if they could work with me with transitioning, being a new mom, working from home some days and then going into the office some days because it wasn't a full remote position at the time. And they were like, no. (laughs) So I was like, okay, cool. So a week before I was supposed to go back, I was offered another work from home job. Um, It was one where I had to be on the phones, but my main objective with being a new mom and wanting to try to be there to kind of not necessarily do it all, but just be there to, so I can be a parent to my child and make a living. I took the job and I had the help of my mother and my sister a lot through the first year of my daughters um, being here and worked a later shift that worked better with their schedules so I could be free during the day. They get off work, they watch her while I work at night. And we did that for like a year. And then um, after that year, um, COVID happened. And I went through a time period where I was having issues, um, some health issues with my hearing and couldn't hear. <laughs> couldn't hear out my ears and I need my ears to work <laughs> to be able to provide. And I was able to actually take some time, like a leave of absence from work. And during that time I was out for maybe three or four months. I think a total of five months, actually. Um, I went and applied for a position with my current job. I went back to them, but it was through like a temp agency and I was like, it's not necessarily what I want to do, but it's going to get me to the place of what I want to do for my daughter because it was going to be full time at home without having to be on the phones. Mm -hmm. So just making certain sacrifices. I I feel you. I recommend it. I'm with you 100 percent. Mm hmm. That is that is totally real and experiencing with your you know being able to deal with all that is is 
Yeah. It's the reason why and, I need her to, to be a strong <laughs> little girl, you know, because a lot of people need to tell their they kids that nowadays, you know, they got to be able to put they, um, their positive energy on their kid, you know? So, no, I applaud mm-hmm. you for that. Well, what would you, um, you could finish, I'm sorry. No, you're you're fine. I was just saying I just made I didn't necessarily give up on what I wanted to do because like my main objective was to of course be a stay at home mom, but I also know I have to work and I want to work. Like I have a desire to work, so just looking for something to that's going to be best for my family and what we want for my daughter August and what I want for myself. So, yeah, I may have taken a few steps back and then moved forward because now uh, just recently the company brought me back on as a permanent position. So I'm not even with the temp agency anymore. Um, and I'm doing something that works for us. Hey, congratulations. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> so because this is it's a lot of it's a lot of things that's motivating it's just motivating Things yeah. turning, everything that's taking place you just turned into negative into a positive you're moving from the bottom mm-hmm. to the top so it's not like you're holding yourself back and you're, you're not settling so that's a blessing to sow yeah but, um, yeah not and then one last thing I wanted to share in regards to I think your initial your initial question about uh, others, um, yeah, we do have like responsibilities throughout the day, and there's only 24 hours in a day, but we the hours like for my for my example, I have a child. She doesn't like to nap, so she's up during the day all day. And um, she wakes up when she wants to wake up. She goes to sleep when she wants to go to sleep. Um, she'll sleep through the night, but it's just the waking up and trying to get her to sleep. That's sometimes a little more difficult some days than others. But um, on those times when she is asleep, I might stay up a little bit later and I pray, I write, meditate, um, do something that's going to make me not necessarily feel like so so down all the time um, uh, I'm not sure if I I think I put that in my bio on my site that I love YouTube <laughs> I love YouTube I love YouTube University so different topics mm-hmm. and different things that I may be struggling with I go on YouTube and listen to other people's stories motivational speakers sometimes because sometimes hearing it from others like you said, will help inspire and influence and motivate others to um, look at things in the more optimistic and positive light and that you're not alone. There's a lot of people that we have similar stories, um, just different faces (laughs) pretty much. So just taking the time, whatever those few moments are, just doing something for yourself and creating your own tribe. It doesn't necessarily have to be your tradition, traditionally your family. Your family could be anybody. It doesn't have to necessarily be blood. So creating a strong tribe of people, whether you know them personally or people that you network with um, through social media or at the grocery store, the bank, who knows? It could be anybody that you grow um, and feel that you can trust 
to help you and your family um, just get through whatever it is that you need to get through. And sometimes we may not always be in contact with people that we may have had contact with in the past. Um, But sometimes if you reach out to people, you'd be surprised of other folks that may have actually been thinking about you and are willing to help you and to not be afraid to ask for help because our pride sometimes gets in the way. Um, Not being afraid to get professional help, um, going to see a counselor, a therapist, a psychiatrist, um, when there's, you may be in like a dark space. Um, I've gone to counseling. I've been on medication. I've dealt with different things <laughs> um, throughout my life. And some things have helped more so than others, but not being afraid to try to make yourself a better version of yourself because that's what these other people are here in this world to do. Mm-hmm. So not to sh- not to look at it as a bad thing. But God wouldn't put these doctors or therapists here if <laughs> if they weren't here for a reason. <laughs> so not to look at it as something bad until you can figure out maybe another way to cope or deal with things. And I agree. And uh, I know that with all that's taking place, um, just having the opportunity to sit back and just take in the information and learn is just going to better us. Um, and we get to continue to see better days among um, the, the days that we've had. Um, like I said, as far as what I do, I just wake up. I just know, um, you know, I'm blessed. I've, I know that I've, I've lost people. I've, I have I lost my jobs. I lost so much. But like I said, being able to overcome it um, is the important part. We don't want to think about the past, especially when we go into 2022. Yeah. And that's why it's important to start now, because I don't know what's going to take place between now and 2022 um, as far as how my podcast is going to go, because. I'm trying to get video. I'm trying to get people really get have the exposure and opportunity to get their, you know, name and word out. Because, like I said, it's not easy with social media. Um, it, it's not. And so this information yeah. is on Spotify. It's on Apple Podcasts. Shout out to Apple Podcasts, by the way, because for real, they have been helping me take off. Um, thank you to Anchor anyway for giving me the opportunity to have a podcast mm. and Spotify to start off with my podcast to put it on a you know the mainstream, and so to have this um, take place is is because I really want to help people. Yeah, I'm not doing this because I'm I'm doing it for likes. You see, what I'm saying you can't get likes from this. You 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 can't. You can just only, people can only listen. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? I don't. I'm not. I don't want a reward. I just want the only reward I want is to know that the people that is listening is overcoming and they feeling good about themselves. So that's that's the important part. Yes. But um, I do want to uh, say again, um, just thank you. Uh, I know that it's getting to the time, but uh, <laughs> I, I, I felt like I learned a lot. We all learned a lot. We enjoyed your your poem. We enjoyed your book. 
um, all the artists, the music that I was able to play today. Thank y'all for allowing us to take place uh, because is it was a great opportunity, a great podcast interview. Um, I like to end it with this. If you can say anything to anyone to let them know who you are, uh, so they can continue to come back and you know just continue to support you. What is something that you would tell them? I would let them know that I am a very sincere and genuine person that is going to do what I can to be that listening ear um, all the time. So if there's something that I'm putting as far as content as a book, a blog, a post or something, um, don't be afraid to leave a comment or email me and reach out because I will respond um, because you just never know what maybe your kind words will do to somebody else and help them get through their day. I typically look at things as far as trying to do the golden rule, treat people like I want to be treated. Um, Even people that may have necessarily done me wrong in the past, um, just always praying and hoping for the best for them because you just never know they may have not been in in the right space at that particular time trying hard not to hold grudges for too long because life is too short mm-hmm. and I just want to continue to be as inspirational and influential and motivational as I can through my work and my voice well, y'all heard her. And um, like like I said, we appreciate everything. Um, let them know your Instagram again. Um, it's very important that you drop that just in case they didn't get it the first time. Um, the time on the podcast was amazing. Um, like I said, if y'all haven't, um, and if you want the book, and if you can't get it, and if you're not able to come out in the area, um, I will be giving a book to you. Um, it will be a gift. Um, all you have to do is follow her, tell her that you listen to the podcast from Cat 101, or uh, leave me a message, and then I'll be able to send it over, and then we want to pick a winner, get your information, have that book sent out. Um, so let them know your information, and then we're going to head on out. All right, and you can find me on Instagram and on Facebook at the.brown.gals. And also my author page, which is at michael.diane.brown. And also follow my website, thebrowngals.com. And Kat, I would also like to donate two additional books because for some reason, the number three always stands out to me. Um, As far as three, Father, Son, Holy Ghost, inspire, influence, motivate. I like to do things in threes. So I'd like to donate two additional books for you to bless somebody with as well. Well, we're going to be doing that at the end of this month, um, along with a raffle for a tattoo. It's going to be a breast cancer tattoo from Vance, the artist. Um, We also are giving away an All Smiles t-shirt from Kids to 5X. And now we have a raffle for three books. So, I'm going to let y'all know the end of this month, um, everything is going to be a set date and time. I will definitely be keeping posted with you to let you know everything. 
Um, this is just a great opportunity for those who always say, I never win anything. You never know if you can. So um, I appreciate the donation. Yeah, um, whatever we can do to help out, that yeah. is, that's a great opportunity. Oh, she said, oh, well, right. <laughs> that's cool. Then. <laughs> it was, it was sleepy. Today. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you. Podcast. She noticed about her. <laughs> Mm-hmm. But, <laughs> but thank you again. And we definitely gonna keep in touch, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning into Cap One on One each and every week. I appreciate y'all. Thank you. Y'all thank as always keep God first and y'all be safe. All right. Have a good one and thank you. No doubt. Thank you. <laughs>